Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans Bible study this morning. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here of Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. And I'm glad you're watching the broadcast today, whatever day it is for you at whatever time it is. But right now, it's 8.30 a.m. Central Time here in Queen City, Texas. Uh, we're located just 20 miles south of Texarkana, uh, a little less than an hour north of Shreveport. Uh, I mean, we're right here in the piney woods, they call us, of northeast Texas. And if you're looking for a local church that preaches the gospel, I'm not talking about it's on the sign or on the website, and I'm not talking about we say we need to. If you're looking for a ministry that opens God's word and, and, and the Holy Spirit will minister to you the word of God as truth, as the gospel, which is the only way the righteousness of God can be revealed, and that's the only way we can go from faith to faith, then I want to invite you to Crossway Church right here in Queen City, Texas. If you're too far away, then find our uh, YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and there you will find everything we do here at Crossway Church. I'm excited uh, to have social media today that uh, the, the audience of wherever you might be uh, preaching the gospel can be worldwide without millions of dollars. But, but it takes your help, not just prayerfully and not just financially, but it takes your help, those who hear, to share, to extend the publication of this word. And so uh, this word that we preach is, is, is the word of the truth of the gospel, and I'm thankful for that today. Those of you who do watch live every week on Mondays and Thursdays at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, uh, this today and this Thursday, and then one more week of these live Romans teachings, uh, uh, Mondays and Thursdays, and then that will be it for the live broadcast on Mondays and Thursdays. And then after the first of the year, January, I will uh, be publishing, I will still be recording these Romans teachings, but I won't be live at 8.30 uh, every Monday and Thursday morning. I'll just be publishing them at some time, which will be a steady regular time, and I'll let you know later what time that will be. Still praying about all that. Uh, but... January the 3rd, which is the first Friday in the new year, uh, we will start our new, brand new First Timothy teaching, and it will remain to be live Friday mornings on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page, Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. And we've taught the entirety of the book of Galatians, uh, the whole book of Ephesians, and I mean verse by verse. It took a year and a half to teach each one of those. And so now we're about to be finished with the book of Jude. We've got two more Fridays uh, to wrap that up. And then again, we'll start on January the 3rd, the new teaching on 1 Timothy every Friday morning live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page at 9 a.m. Central Time. So this morning, this is part 22 of Romans chapter 8. And uh, I'm excited that you're here with us this morning. I hope you get your Bibles or smartphone with your Bible, however you got the Word of God there with you. And we're going to look at verse 19 starting out today. And uh, th this has just been a fabulous teaching. I, and we're only about halfway through the book of Romans. 
and I'd have to look back to see how long we've been teaching it, but we literally take it one verse at a time, and sometimes it's two or three sessions on one and two verses there. Uh, so, you know, we're just trying to be led of the Lord and praying that all of our eyes, the eyes of our hearts, our understanding be open because we're living in such a precious time when the call of God is going out to the church all over the world through the message of the cross, who is on the Lord's side? And I want you to know that today. This, this is a final call. There will be many, many, many that have turned away from sound doctrine. They've turned their ears away from the truth. Uh, they've been seduced by doctrines of devils so long that when they hear the truth now, they're rejecting it. And that, my friend, is a dangerous place to be because if you're justified by faith, what are you if you have no faith or if your faith is not biblical? Well, you're not justified because what we have is not unconditional eternal security. It's all conditional based on our faith. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about people that have some sickness come against them and eat their brains away and all that, no choice. No, I'm talking about those who choose to go and sit under someone who's not preaching the truth, which is the Word of God in the context of the man who said, I am the truth and what he did at Calvary that allowed him to become our liberating and daily provisional truth. When we choose to go that other route, we're, we're moving away from righteousness. And Peter wrote that it's better that we never knew the way of righteousness than to have known it and forsaken it. And many have forsaken it already, claiming they haven't, but they have. When you forsake the way of the cross for initial and all salvation and all provision from the Lord, you have forsaken the way of righteousness. That's why the church in Sardis could be told by Jesus through John in Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, you have a name that you're alive, but you're dead. It tells them to repent. If they'll repent, come back to the place of hearing and receiving, because they were not, they thought they were, and everybody in the whole world thought they were, because they had a name, a reputation, they were alive, but they were dead. If, you, if you'll repent, then you won't have your names. Listen, you won't have your names blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Eternal Life. This is to a church. First of all, the church today doesn't believe their name can be blotted out. Number two, they, they, they don't think they can ever lose what they had when obviously that's not biblical. So we better be careful who we're listening to. Amen. Amen. I mean, it's one thing to say we're preaching the way of righteousness. We preach the cross, but then we allow people to stand in our pulpit who are, who are not doing that. So we better be careful because the way we got off track hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago was by accepting things that were not focused and centered on Christ and what he did at Calvary. I heard a, a wise teacher and preacher of the gospel very recently say that because we'll never in this life, no matter how many years we have, exhaust the knowledge 
that we have access to of Christ and him crucified in the Bible will never exhaust it. The comment that was made, and that's true. So why do we venture out in other avenues and try to learn things through other avenues? I'm talking about spiritual things. When it's Christ and him crucified before the foundation of the world, Jesus comes back riding on a, on a white horse with a vesture dipped in blood to remind us it's always been about the blood. Why weren't your messages continually about the blood? You didn't need to know this and that. It didn't help you one bit. Everything that's not focused on, faith in, and, and experienced through our faith in the very work of Christ at Calvary will burn up. It will all burn up. Thank God you know how to work on cars, but you're not going to need that later. Thank God you're, you're, you're interested in, in history and, and this nation. Praise God for America. But one day you're not going to need that. What you're going to need eternally is to be looking at that lamb. Hallelujah. Let that be your focus today. Now, there's some people that are going to have to repent. They came in with a vengeance. Oh, they came in with a fire burning so bright to preach this gospel and started out in such a way that nobody will get in this pulpit than those who preach this gospel. Things begin to change because we're not getting, we're not receiving, we're not experiencing what other people are experiencing. You need to go ahead and settle it, preacher friends. You're never going to have the biggest, most popular. And if you're trying to run along beside other ministers, other ministries, to have what they have, that reminds me of Israel who thought they had to have a king because the other nations had a king. Let me remind us today, Jesus is our king. And his way of the cross is all we will ever have needed in this life. May our ministries be what God's called them to be, not what we try to make them to be. Amen. Let's dig in this morning. Verse 19, Romans chapter 8. For the earnest expectation of the creature is waiting for the manifestations of the Son of God. We heard, we mentioned this earlier in the last session, but let's talk about this for a minute. That, that there is an earnest expectation, there is an intense anticipation, even of the creation. That's why there's earthquakes and tornadoes, and those things aren't just by chance. Those things don't just happen. Those things happen because there's chaos even among the elements of this world. Yes, God is in control of all things. Yes, God has set things in motion. Before the foundation of the world, God set things in motion. God doesn't come along with a sledgehammer and crush those who won't serve him. No, the, 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 everything is set in motion. But we need to talk about something for just a moment <clears throat> that we mentioned on our broadcast last Friday that God cannot be mocked. And that means God's not going to be manipulated. That means when I'm telling God one thing with my lips, my heart, it better, it better be behind what my lips are saying because God doesn't, he doesn't deal with me based on what my words from my lips say. God deals with me based on what my heart believes. Absolutely true. Jesus said, 
You draw near me, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Think about that. So the creature, the creation, was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Now listen, the Bible says that the heavens are the Lord's, but the, but he gave the earth to men. God gave the earth to men. That's in the book of Psalms. He gave the earth to men. For men to have dominion over the earth. But that dominion was always based on <clears throat> God's dominion over us. And that dominion was intact and was, was on course and perfect and good and very good and great. And it was all good until we disobeyed God by obeying another voice, hearing another voice, going the way of the other voice, instead of just obeying God. And when we obeyed another voice, we gave our diligence, we gave our everything, we gave the dominion we had over to the one who we believed, who spoke to us a lie. And so the entire, not just men fail, but the entirety of the world, the creation, I believe, all the universe and everything tilted. Thorns begin to grow out on plants. Animals begin to kill each other. <clears throat> everything went haywire. And, and the reason why is because man who had dominion over the earth, and even the earth's existence was based on man's relationship with God. Think about that. The earth's prosperity, the earth's order, was based on man's relationship with God. Proper relationship, which was hearkening unto his voice. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it's always been. If we hearken unto the voice of God, then we walk in the blessings. Read Deuteronomy 28, 29. The, the blessings and the cursings that take place because we do hearken unto God or we don't hearken unto God. But we didn't listen to God. We turned our dominion over to another and that was the devil. That was the enemy. And because we did that, and we lost our dominion over the entirety of the earth, everything began to be corrupt. Everything was corrupted. All based on our authority being given away. Men no longer reigned and ruled on the earth. Satan now did. That's why the Bible says that Satan is the god of this world now because he is the one who has dominion over this world. And it's, what it means is the systems of this world. The earth still belongs to God. Don't get confused about that. But the worldly systems, the devil is in control of. My Lord, you can tell that today. Just look at our government in America. I mean, we've got, we've got reprobates running the nation. Reprobates. People who God has turned over to a reprobate mind. People who don't even see anything wrong with murdering precious, innocent babies. 
Don't see anything wrong with a with a man calling himself a woman or a woman telling everybody if he's if she's a man and and not knowing which bathroom to go in. They they've been turned over. Make no mistake about it. that's not just confusion. That's people who's rejected the truth, rejected God, and so therefore he's turned them over to that. That's what you want, that's what you get. But listen, God's not mocked whatsoever a man sow, that shall he reap. You know, one, there was recently a lady who's uh, high, high, high up in our uh, uh, government said, well, we got so many problems, We do we need to have an all-night prayer meeting? If we do, I'll go home and get my rosary beads. Like like rosary, rosary beads are, are needed to pray to God. See that proves that Catholicism's of the devil. It's not even uh, it's not even biblical at all. It has nothing to do with Christianity. But my point is, these people have been turned. Over. They don't know God. They they don't know the way of God. They they've heard the truth. They've rejected the truth, and God has turned them over. Don't listen. To kill babies and, and to call men women and women men and to say that's okay and all that stuff is totally against God's order. And that's what we all became in the fall. We all fell into sin. We all fell away from God. And because of that, even the creation, the earth and everything just, just begin to be corrupt and torn apart all because we lost our dominion through disobedience. And the only way that we can, any person can be obedient in God's eyes now is not by buying a Bible and going and doing something the Bible says. That's still not obedient to God. The only avenue for one to be made obedient in the eyes of God is to, by faith, in His Son He sent, and His humble and obedient righteous act unto death, believe upon Him. And when we do, our faith in Him, God calls us obedient in Christ, righteous in Christ, justified in His sight in Christ. It's only through Christ. I can't buy a Bible. Go around telling everybody they ought not do this and ought not do that, and they better be doing this and doing that because I'm doing it, and the Bible says do it. God don't even honor that. He don't honor it. There is no such thing as obedience in the eyes of God except by faith in what Jesus did by grace, which was dying for us, Hebrews 2, 9. Nobody gets grace initially or daily outside of faith in the work of Christ at Calvary. And somebody said, Amen. Glory to God. Nobody gets grace even after we're born again, except through faith in the death of Jesus. We go buy a book, highlight some things, try to do those things and for deliverance. Guess what? There's no grace in that. Grace only flows through the death of Jesus, our faith in that right into our lives. Amen. Amen. So the creature, the whole creation was made subject to vanity, to that which is vain. And, and we never need to forget that, but it was all based on our sin, our loss of dominion. Now think about this. This proves one thing here when it says not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. The creation was innocent. The animals were innocent. The plants were innocent. They didn't disobey God. They didn't sin. We sinned. Think about that. And so I'll make a point here. When God showed up in the garden to show man the only way, one way, the only way to be brought back into fellowship with him, 
to stay in his presence, to commune with him, to be right with him, was through a coming Redeemer and their faith in that coming Redeemer, amen, that God promised, calling it early on in Genesis, the seed of the woman, which really was a testimony of a virgin birth because women don't carry the seed. We men carry the seed. And, 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 that, and then God showed them how it would happen through an innocent sacrifice. And God killed the animal or animals, the Bible doesn't say, more than likely it was lamb because it was all typology and symbol of what Christ would come and do for us. And God killed the animals because God would have to do the sacrifice, not men. Man sinned, and, the, and as my good friend Pastor Scotty Williams says in Georgia, we're the problem and the answer can't come from the problem. So God had to send the answer, the seed of the woman, his son, born of a virgin, to lay down his life on our behalf. And God would clothe them with the skins of animals, all as a, a typology and symbolism of Christ one day coming. And those who believe upon him then would not be wrapped up in animal skins, but wrapped up in his righteousness because of our faith in his righteous work. So when I buy a book, and I highlight some things. If I do these three things, I'll find deliverance from smoking, cussing, gossiping, whatever I'm struggling in, whatever sins got me wrapped up and, and holding me tight and keeping me in bondage. I, if I think I can do something for deliverance, I'm spitting in the face of God and what Christ did to deliver me. He did not die for me so that I could go and trust in something else because of that, he died for me so I could trust in that. Somebody said amen. Somebody said, I'm glad to be hearing that today. I can burn all those books. Somebody asked me the other day. They said, so what makes all the other books wrong? Or let me say, most of the other books wrong. And what you're saying, Brother Swaggart's book's right. And I said, well... Go buy a book in what's called a Christian bookstore today for some sinful ish, issue or bondage you're in. You need help. You, you're not doing very well at being a husband, maybe a wife. Maybe uh, you, you've got this thing choking the life out of you, whatever it is. It's hurting your testimony for Christ to such a point that at one time you even begin to lose your conviction about it and you, you begin to be seared in your conscience that you begin to make excuses as to why it really wasn't even a sin, but today you're realizing it is a sin. God's dealing with you today. And you go and you buy a book in one of these bookstores and it tells you, do this, this, and this. God can't honor that because it's something you're doing. Not what Christ did. Yes, my friends, it is that simple. It is that narrow. A man looked at me a few years ago and said, got to be more to it than that. See, that's just that mindset of work, works and law. I've got to work my way out of this. No, the only way you'll get out of sin, out of bondages of sin, out of shame, out of fear, is if your faith is in what Jesus did because there he crucified all of that, anything you will ever struggle with, to his cross, Colossians 2, 14 through 16. Write it down, check it out after the broadcast today. Now, <clears throat> watch this. Verse 21, because the creature, the creation itself, 
also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. You and I have the glorious liberty as restored, reconciled, saved children of God from sin. Now, it's only going to get better for us. It's only going to get better for us because one day we will be, and we'll see this later on, we'll be manifest as the sons of God, as the children of God, and in that day there will be a new earth. The Bible says that the earth we're on now is not worthy of us. Now that don't that, that's not supposed to make your chest pop out and your chin go up like you, like you're better than anybody because you're not. Nobody's better than anybody. Some of us have just been saved by the one who is better than everybody. That's Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But the the, the creation itself is even going to be delivered. Delivered. God's going to renovate this earth with fire, and there's going to be a new earth. And let me say it again, the Bible says that this world, this, this place is not worthy of those that are children of God. This is not our home. We messed up. We gave our dominion to the devil. Now, God sent his son to reconcile us to a victorious place, a place called redemption in Christ. And listen, one day even the creation is going to be... Re result, have the good result of that. But it's because of that. Think about that. It's all because of Jesus. Any type of anything being restored, whether it's the earth itself one day, whether it's you to your God, hallelujah, the God of the Bible, the God who is the Father of the Son, the Lord, His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, no matter what you call restoration, it takes Christ and his work at Calvary for it to be legitimate. Anybody who says they've overcome anything and it wasn't by the blood of the Lamb, they still not overcome that. They might have replaced that with something else. You know, that's what the world does. Well, I've been, I, need to, I need to quit smoking. Yeah, you do. It's, it's not good for your body. So we'll just replace it with, with vaping or we'll replace it with eating or we'll replace it with... Listen, deliverance only takes place through faith in the cross or there wasn't deliverance. Our testimony is that of the blood of the Lamb. The only place to overcome is through faith in the blood, the cross, the blood of the Lamb. You know, there are people today, and I used to be one of these Christians who would write my sins down on paper and light it on fire, throw it up. And this is just one silly and foolish example of how we can be carried off through the lust of our own flesh, away from the cross, into doing something, thinking God's going to honor something we do for salvation, something we do for deliverance, and it's all just spiritual adultery. Not trusting what the one I married to did for me at Calvary so I could be married to him and experience his mediation of the new covenant to me. But now the preachers of today and the, the world and all the almost all of the church says now you gotta work for it. He's he's done all he's gonna do, now it's up to you. No, listen. He's not done all he's gonna do. 
He did all He was going to do for us to be saved so we could have His Spirit so that His Spirit could continue the work of Christ in us because it's still Him who's working in us both to will and to do of His good pleasure. And the only way I can work out my own salvation, 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 is if I know where my salvation lies, hallelujah, in Christ and His work at Calvary. And if that's where my faith is, then I can work out through my faith in in his work there, what the Holy Spirit is, is, is doing in me, and I can bear that out as the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Oh, we better come back to the cross. We better come back to our first love. We better, we better come back before it's too late. We better come back before it's too late, my friend. We better get this word out before it's too late. Listen, just we've only had Bibles for five hundred years. Five hundred years ago, the, the 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 Great Reformation by Wycliffe and Hoos and Martin Luther began to take place, and we've had Bibles. And still, five hundred years now that we've had the Word of God, men are still running around saying you're not justified by faith alone, but you got to work for it too. Listen, you got to get rid of that. You got to get rid of that. There are scriptures that they twist because they don't understand it. That's what Peter said. When you twist scriptures, even if you don't understand it, watch it, God won't honor that. Twisted scripture means twisted lives. Because the Word of God is God. John 1, 1 and 2. The Word of God is God. And faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So when I take the Word and I twist it, or I, even if I don't understand it and I twist it, then I'm going to end up twisted. That means faith can't come. And Peter said it's for my own destruction. I will only find destruction if I'm twisting the word. And anybody that says you've got to work your way into heaven, let me remind you, there's only one place a man can work his way into, and that's hell spiritually. Jesus worked our way into heaven. Jesus will work in us all the way to the finish line in this race he's given us to run, expressing him all our lives. Amen. Not our preacher, not our denomination, not wearing long sleeves like everybody else is wearing long sleeves. Uh, all these things that try to look like each other instead of look like Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We need to come back to that which is true biblical faith. Amen. So, because the creature, the creation itself, also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. See, it's, all, it's about the people of God. Out of all the things that God created and said it is good, his most prized creation was us. He didn't create trees in his own image. He didn't create animals in his own image. He didn't create the universe in his own image. He created man in his own image, breathing his life into us. And I'm telling you something, we don't have a clue of how much that means to him and how much it should mean to us that God created us in his image. And only through his image can we reign? That's why uh, I'm sorry. Romans chapter five verse twenty one says that grace reigns through righteousness. And if we if we're not, if we don't have grace flowing into our lives, and we don't, we don't. If our faith is not in the cross alone, and if we don't have grace flowing into our lives, 
then, then righteousness can't reign because it reigns through grace. Grace reigns through righteousness, which means God reigns in our lives because God's grace is what God does. God's grace, I understand what you've heard about grace. It's God's unmerited favor. It's God's goodness toward undeserving men. That's all true. But you can't forget this, and you must know this. God's grace is what God does that you can't pay for, you can't work for, you don't deserve. You're saved by God's grace. Didn't save yourself. You're saved by what God did in Christ at Calvary. Therefore, you're saved by what God did. If your faith is in what God did in Christ to reconcile you to himself at Calvary. The, the book of Titus says that grace teaches us. Well, who teaches us? The Holy Spirit is the teacher. Who is God? God's grace is God at work. Amen. And God can't work in my life if my faith is not in what allows God to work. All of God's works... Oh, somebody please be a Bible believer today. Please be... What I mean by that is... Please be a Bible believer, and, you, and to do that, you've got to let go of what people are telling you that you've always heard, and that preachers are going to lie to you today after you hear something like this and say, well, you know that guy. Listen to me. All God's works are done in truth. Truth has a name. It's Jesus. And truth is what he did at Calvary. Without that last part, Jesus is not my truth. Not initially and not daily. He's not my way. He's not my life. Not initially, not daily. Unless my faith is in Jesus and what he did at Calvary. So God's grace is God doing something in my life. But now Paul told the Galatian church in chapter 5 verses 1 through 4, You've fallen from grace. You're no longer walking in a place where God's able to work in your life. And don't forget the church of Sardis in Revelation uh, 3, 1 through 6. You got a name, you're alive, but you're dead. Christians? How can Christians be dead? Our position is that we're in Christ, alive in Christ, hidden in God. That's our position in Christ at the right hand of the Father. But our experience daily, our condition, God's interested in that. You need to read about the church in Sardis. He tells them, he sends a word to them because he loves them. He's trying to give them his, trying to get them to come back. He says you need to repent and come back to the place you can hear and receive. And if you overcome, your names won't be blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. You know what that means? I heard one commentary say, well, he didn't say they would be blotted out. No, he says they won't be if you repent and come back to the hearing place, the receiving place. And it's not in that you're in this big ministry and boy, everybody heard about it all over the world. No, it's that they're no longer receiving the grace of God because they've moved the object of their faith from the cross to something else. Now, you've got to be careful because they'll say the cross. They'll say, we still believe in the cross. But that's not what they're preaching. That's not what they're trusting in. It's not what we say with our lips. It's what we tell God from our hearts. And if, and if we say yes to the cross and yes to something else, we're telling God from our hearts, the cross is not enough. Jesus really didn't finish everything that I need. But the good news is you can be delivered 
from your sin, and you can be delivered, child of God, from wayward thoughts such as that. <clears throat> because see, and I'm, I'm closing now, about out of time. I'm going a little longer than nine today because I went a little longer in, 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 in the intro, but if it's the cross and something, then we're double-minded. We're, we're double vision. We're looking at the cross and something I have to do. We're double-minded. And remember, James wrote, if we're double-minded, we're unstable in all our ways. And we can't expect to receive anything of the Lord. Now, that's in your Bible, in the book of James. I hope the church is coming back to Bible-believing instead of just preacher-believing. Bible-believing. Because 90% and higher of preachers don't have a clue of what I'm talking about today. They're not going to open the Bible and point you to the cross. Listen, it's not good enough for me to throw the word cross in there or even to throw the name Jesus in there because there are other Jesuses being preached. Paul said they would come preaching other gospels, other Jesuses of another spirit. What has to happen, and the Holy Spirit will do this, he will minister the truth of God's Word in the context of Jesus, who is the truth, and what he did at Calvary to become our truth, and not just initial truth, but daily truth. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm glad to know this, to be learning this, and I hope that you are learning this. It's not throwing the word cross in my message or the word Jesus in my message. It is relating the Scriptures in that context holding them, the truth of God's Word, in that context. Hallelujah. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. Help us publish these teachings. I'm, I'm begging you. Help us publish these teachings. Share them on social media. Share them on any avenue that you can. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the word of the truth of the gospel that we share. Colossians chapter 1 verse 5. It's not just the word. It's not just the truth. It's not just the gospel. It is God's word of truth, which is the gospel. You cannot separate them. The Bible says in Proverbs twelve seventeen that righteousness is shown forth when the truth is spoken. Proverbs 12, 17. Romans 1, 16 and 17 says that the gospel, inside the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. We can't go from faith to faith unless the righteousness of God is being revealed in the gospel, which is the truth. I hope you'll write those things down and let the Lord minister them and engraft them. I pray that the Lord would write them on the tablets of your heart. For there are too many preachers just scratching fleshly, itching ears today, and we need to come back to truth, back to Jesus, back to the way of the cross. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you. Please give to the ministry, 903-231-5950. Again, 903-231-5950, or you can donate on the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Pray for us. Rocks are flying at us from every direction to preach the narrowness of the gospel, and it'll always be that way. But we're going to make it all the way to the end, and we're going to see people lost 
saved. We're going to see God's people waking up and coming back to righteousness. Praise be to God. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.